Export Advisors, a podcast about international sales with your host, Matthew Garfine. Hello, listeners, and welcome back to the Export Advisors podcast. We're at export-advisors.com. I'm Matthew Garfine, and today we're going to look at the various forms of international payment that your customers will use to purchase from your company. Whether or not your customer has open credit terms with your company, he will have to send an international payment from his bank to your company's bank to pay for his invoices. There are three common forms of making international payments. Bank transfers, known as SWIFT payments, letters of credit, and let's not forget the credit card. So let's start with SWIFT payments. The term SWIFT is short for Society for Worldwide Interbank Financial Telecommunication. SWIFT is actually an extensive global network that allows financial institutions around the world to send and receive transactions in a secure and standardized way. SWIFT is not a bank and does not hold accounts for anyone. It is simply a system for transmitting payment orders from one financial institution to another. SWIFT is the default mechanism for electronically transferring money from one country to another. More than 11,000 financial institutions in more than 200 countries use the SWIFT system, and each one has its own unique SWIFT code to identify it within the network. When sending payment instructions to your international customers, you must include the following information. The SWIFT code of your company's bank, the routing number corresponding to that bank, your company's account number at the bank, and the full addresses of both your company and the bank. Those are the required fields to complete in order to send an international SWIFT payment. I always recommend including this information on your export price sheets so that it's readily available for your customers and they don't have to ask you for payment instructions. The second most common means of transferring money across international borders is via letter of credit, also known as LC. An LC is a payment mechanism used in international trade to provide an economic guarantee from a creditworthy bank to an exporter of goods. With an LC, the seller relies on the creditworthiness of the buyer's bank rather than the buyer. An LC is a good option when the seller is not prepared to offer credit terms to the buyer, but the buyer prefers not to pay in advance for the products. In this case, the buyer's bank assumes the credit risk of the buyer paying for the goods. In order for the seller to receive payment from the buyer's bank, the seller must present certain financial documents that are specified in a contract, usually a commercial invoice and a bill of lading as proof of shipment. Once the seller has provided these documents, the buyer's bank proceeds to send payment to the seller directly. The buyer's bank then collects funds from the buyer. There is another type of letter of credit called a standby letter of credit, or standby LC. A standby LC is essentially a guarantee that the buyer's bank makes on behalf of the buyer. In the event that the buyer cannot make the payment to the seller, the buyer's bank is obligated to make the payment instead. In most cases, standby LCs are not intended to be used as a method of payment, but they are a fallback mechanism in case the buyer cannot pay the seller. Think of a standby LC as a halfway point between your company offering credit to your customer and your customer having to pay in advance. In other words, if your company's credit department is not willing to offer credit to your customer, they can request a standby LC instead. This means your company can give the customer a certain amount of time to pay, for example, 30 days. And if the customer is unable to make the payment within 30 days, your company can obligate the customer's bank to make the payment instead. The main drawback of working with LCs of any type is that they require administrative work. Your company's credit department needs to communicate with your customer's bank 
and they need to agree on the terms of the LC contract. Inevitably, you will be involved in this process, which is time you could be spending on selling. For this reason, I try to avoid working with LCs, and instead try to facilitate direct credit facilities for your customers, assuming they are creditworthy. There is one other commonly used method for making international payments, the credit card. Most credit cards provide the customer a 30-day period to pay for transactions without incurring interest payments. Of course, the exact terms and conditions will depend on the credit card and the issuing bank. If you have a customer who is not creditworthy and is not willing to work with an LC and is also not willing to pay in advance for his purchases, remind him that he can always use his company credit card for payments. Of course, this is only feasible for financial transactions within certain limits because very few credit cards offer more than about $25,000 or so of credit. Since credit card issuers add a processing surcharge to all transactions, your company may choose to pass on this surcharge to your customers whenever they pay by credit card, which is fair enough. Due to the risk of sending confidential credit card information over email, I recommend you create a credit card authorization form, which can be a simple Microsoft Word or Excel file. Your customer enters all the relevant credit card information into the form, then scans the form in order to submit it as an attachment rather than indicating the information in the text of an email. If you have enjoyed this content, please subscribe and leave us a positive comment on the podcast service that you use. We welcome your comments at export-advisors.com. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.